0: Or you can find us at our website, madorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like for you to get your Bibles tonight. We're going to be studying, uh, I think, a very timely and important topic. Open your Bibles to the book of Psalms 103 and verse 1. You ought to know this. This is a pretty familiar passage of Scripture. Amen. So let's read it aloud together. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Say it again. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Let's do that, okay? Lord, we praise you today. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercies to do us. We praise you, Lord, for all that you do. God, we thank you, Lord, for your provisions. We thank you, Lord, for a move of your spirit. Bless, oh God, this service tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, let by say amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, bless you. You can be seated. I want to, I want to pull just a, a segment, just a few words from this verse for our, our foundation tonight. From Psalms 103, and that is the statement, all that is within me. All that is within me. I want to talk about integrity, the call to oneness. Integrity. Everybody say integrity. Integrity, the call to oneness. Our culture today is really missing this ingredient, integrity. Um. You see it by the fact that we have uh, a whole genre of of Hollywood-produced shows and TV shows that are now called reality shows. They're about as real as a $3 bill. But we're wrestling with reality today. We are wrestling with reality. We got from fake news to fake stories to all kinds of stuff that once was fantasy is now reality. Feelings are considered to be the premium over facts. doesn't matter. Emotions reign supreme in the hearts of people. We have gone from follow your heart to agree with my heart. Follow your heart, it's not enough anymore, it's you've got to agree with my heart. What a dangerous mixture it is when we begin to trust the heart to be the source of our path of information, of life. Let your heart be your guide. Woo, that's a dangerous thing. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. I I search the heart and I also know his doings. What is in the heart will come out in our doings. Society today does not have a drug problem. Society does not have a marriage problem. Society does not have a uh, alcohol problem. We got a heart problem. A heart problem. Hearts are mixed up. Integrity in scripture is revealed by the context of purity. Purity. Integrity is purity. For the Greek word for pure means to be free from mixture of what is false and conveys the idea of a genuine oneness or innocence. Oneness or innocence. Gold is said to be pure when the dross is removed from it. Wheat is said to be pure when the chaff is removed from it. A pure heart then is one that has unmixed motives. Unmixed or undivided devotion our double-mindedness is gone. A pure heart is single-mindedness, single-focus. Amen. Redemption does not just merely clean our heart up. It brings our heart into harmony so that we can say, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. All. Somebody say all. All. <clears throat> Jeremiah also said that the Lord promised to give a heart, give us one heart, one way, that they may fear me forever, the Lord said. I will give them one heart. I will give them one way. I want to have one heart. I want to be like the early church that we went praising God with singleness of heart because that's what integrity is, singleness of heart, singleness of of focus. An impure heart is a mixed-up heart. An impure heart has a little bit of God and a little bit of sin. There's a little bit of truth and a little bit of lie. There's a little bit of obedience and a little bit of, a, of compromise. The enemy has sold the world a, 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 a deception that is, if you do a little good, then you're all good. If you do a little good, then you are all good. Paul wrote to the Galatians and he said, a little leaven leaveth the whole lump." Let me put it in this perspective. This is my paraphrase of, of Galatians 5 and 9, a little 11, 11th, the whole lump. This is, this is uh, as Bishop used to use this term, this is Tim Gill chapter verse uh, chapter 2 verse, verse 3. My paraphrase is this. A little sewage in a can of Diet Coke is sewage. A little Diet Coke in a can of sewage is sewage. When it comes to being right before God so we can say all that is within me. I'm living for God. I want the Lord if you understand the direction that I'm going tonight is that God wants us to be all in for him. Not just all in but all that is in us. Everything. Love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart with all of thy... Mine with all of thy soul, with all of thy strength, with everything that everything that was in us. God is looking for that kind of commitment, to, and that is integrity. Amen. A mixed-up heart, a divided heart, is a duplicitous nature, double-minded. Eventually, the lack of integrity and the lack of, uh, of a wholeness of heart will come out. Because today, our world likes to live in all kinds of different worlds. Our culture likes to live in all kinds of worlds, don't we? We've got this world that is family. We've got this world that is job. We've got a world that is church. We've got a world that's party. But what happens when these worlds eventually collide? They will explode and the truth begins to come out. The truth begins to come out. Amen. I, I, I don't say names here other than to put it into your mind by, by the picture. Consider the impact of President Clinton's affair with a 22-year-old intern and the ensuing cover-up and consider for a moment the impact that it had on our nation. You remember, we got to the point where we're defining what the word is, is. Is, was. Consider Tiger Woods, who seemed to have a perfect golf life, a perfect family life, but his private life was nothing but a bunch of wickedness, and it unraveled his seemingly great world because his seedy private life became exposed to the public. What happened? You had duplicity. You had, instead of singleness of heart, you had a world that was living in two different places. I must admit that I was saddened and shocked. When you consider Bill Cosby, who went from being known as America's dad to a disgraced comedian who was convicted of sexual assault. His trial revealed a private Cosby who was arrogant, ruthless, heartless, self-righteous, deceptive, sinister, manipulative, and a habitual liar. What happened? He had a mixed-up heart. He had a life that was one side and a life that was another because his private world collided with his public persona. Integrity, brothers and sisters, matters. Integrity matters and duplicity destroys. Integrity matters and duplicity destroys. In his book, How the Mighty Have Fallen, Greg T. Nelson writes... Quote, what we need is revival, not a revival of healing or prophecy or supernatural signs, nor do we need a televised pseudo-revival of Foster's hyped-up spiritualism driven by celebrities and techno-worship. What we need is a revival of character. A genuine move of God that returns the church to simple values like humility Holiness, integrity, and especially in our leaders. I say amen. We need a revival. We need a revival of integrity today. Where our private life matches our public life. Where our church life and our family life is the same thing. Where we are on the job what we are in the pew. This is really the heart cry of people when they're looking for, you know, I want to I find myself. I want to know myself. What they're really saying is I want to I be complete. I want to be one. I, I want to have that. Uh, it, it, this, there's an insatiable journey from the world today for spiritual oneness, but it's led down a path that hasn't fulfilled them. Self-worship has not brought peace. Self-worship has not brought peace. It has brought mayhem. Secular uh, uh, religion has not brought peace. It has brought mayhem. The world without integrity is a dangerous place to live when you can't trust. uh, You can't trust uh, those that are in government. You can't trust those that are in leadership. You can't... A world without integrity is a dangerous place to live. It is time that we, the church, if judgment is to begin, let it begin at the house of God. It is time for the church of the living God to look in the mirror and say, am I all in? Am I, can I say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. There's not a part over here I'm hiding. There's not a part over here that I'm keeping to myself that nobody knows about, that, that, that I'm keeping private to myself, but all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Integrity. I want to be who I really am. I know we all have blind spots. Shocker. You got blind spots. I got blind spots. But I want to pursue integrity with God, purity, oneness. Amen. It comes by the power of the Spirit. Listen what the psalmist said uh, in Psalm 24 and 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Everybody say integrity. That's what that means. It's not a mixed up heart. It's a pure heart. It's a one heart. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Oh God, let me serve you with an all in attitude, with a heart that says, "I want to be who you want me to be, Lord." Whether it's in public or in private integrity is a kingdom culture issue it reveals the truth about what we value what our morals are what our ethics are what our consistency is what we are faithful at integrity integrity is such an important thing it's connected to purity it's connected to being upright. It's connected to being one and whole before God. Yeah. The word comes from a Middle English word that originated from the Latin word which means integers where we have the word integer. Integer is a mathematical term that refers to something that is a whole number. For example, 5 and 9 are whole numbers. 5.3 and nine and five-eighths are not whole numbers. That means they don't have, they're not integrity. They don't, they're not a, a whole, complete Integer speaks of something that is complete unit, a, a complete entity. Integrity then means that our worlds are not divided. Our church life is the same as I've been saying our work life. Our personal life, we are on vacation what we are at Walmart. We, we went to a place some years ago that had this theory that as long as you were 50 miles from church you could do what you wanted to on vacation. And they did. But worlds collide. Integrity says I do 50 miles away what I do five minutes away. Integrity says I will live for God at Walmart, like I live for God when I go to Disney. Oh, man, praise the Lord. Y'all ready to roll? Integrity, our private world matches our public world. Our inward convictions are lived by an outward life of consistency. Jesus said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Why? They don't have any integrity. He said, you'll know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? No, these are men that you need to be careful of because they don't have integrity. Author Tony Cook said it like this, a person with integrity is one who is not divided. He's a whole person. He's not living 92% for God and 8% for the indulgence of sin. He doesn't tell the truth 96% of the time and exaggerate and tell lies the other 4%. I realize that no human being on this earth is flawlessly perfect or incapable of air, but a person of integrity is not going to live a double life. Amen. We can mess up, and yes, but there's something about this living a double life that will get us into trouble all the time. Thank God for people of integrity. Thank God for people of integrity. Being in, in the position that I'm in and having served another uh, positions of organizations often you hear the rough side of 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 preachers and churches and things of that nature. but I want to tell you I don't care how much somebody says that it's okay to swear and cuss and still preach behind a pulpit. I don't think that's right. Yes. I, I, I There are those that say, you know what a little bit of drink, a little bit of wine, a little bit of you know alcohol is fine and you, you okay. But I don't think it's right. I think it's duplicitous. I think we need consistency in integrity. Amen. We need to look righteous but we also need to act righteous. Amen. We need to look holy, but we need to act holy. We need to have good, holy attitudes and good, holy intern, internal hearts. Amen. We cannot be full of hypocrisy because the Lord said that in itself is iniquity. He's calling us to integrity. He's calling us to oneness. Hallelujah. He's calling us to be like Him. That is the greatness of our God. The reason and that he is holy is because he is not duplicitous. He is not separated. He is one. He is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He is the epitome of integrity. He is the epitome and the example of all that he is is holy. There's not a, a shadow of turning with him. There's not a, a, a little bit of darkness in him. The Bible said he's not a man that he should lie. He doesn't vacillate between his promises. He doesn't change doctrines on a whim. Hallelujah. He has spoken, and the Bible says, shall it not be good, Numbers twenty-three, fourteen. God is dependable. We would not be able to count on him if he wasn't a God of integrity. He's trustworthy. He is reliable. Can you thank the Lord for his integrity today? Hallelujah, The Bible said that he is un. Uh, uh, failing he's like the morning every morning the, the sun comes up every morning the sun comes up and every evening the sun goes down he's as faithful as the morning he is great with his faithfulness the writer of Lamentations says great is his faithfulness the Bible tells us in Psalms that his testimony is sure in first Corinthians he, Paul writes God is faithful hallelujah and, and, and he says Even if Paul wrote to Timothy, it says, even if I don't believe, he abides faithful. He abides faithful. God's no flip-flopper. Aren't you glad for that? God is no flip-flopper. He doesn't have a bad day. (laughs) I do, but he doesn't have a bad day. He's not moody or erratic. He's consistent and faithful. God is, the Bible said, he is, he was, and is to come. Which is, which was, and which is to come. He is faithful. In the Bible, the Bible gives us many stories of people of integrity, those that lost it and got it back. Daniel was a man of integrity who lost it and got it back. Didn't, did his worlds collide? Did his worlds just his world's collide, and he, he had to pay for it for a long time. Consider with me Daniel, Daniel chapter one and verse one. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it, And the Lord gave him Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands with a part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto uh, Ahazaphad. How do you say that guy's name? Uh, Horse? Horse? Uh, Penaz. We just call him Penaz. Ash Ashpenaz. Ashpenaz, that's his name. It just, you know, sometimes my dyslexia kicks in. The king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and the king's seed and the princes. Listen to what he describes them. Children in whom there was no blemish, but well-favored, handsome. They were, they were in good physical condition skillful in wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such that had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them daily, uh, appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank so nourished them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Nebuchadnezzar. Picked out the prizes, the choicest young Hebrew men of royal descent, and was going to use them as slaves, probably as eunuchs. And among them was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Among these were those that said in their heart, We're going to stay true to God. Somewhere on that 700-mile plus trip, they made a mind they made up their mind that we're going to live for God. They were put into the most vile and wicked place. It would make Sodom blush. It was wicked. The king of Babylon was ruthless and vicious. The educational system of Babylon was nothing more than what we have today in our secular universities, a vile religious system. Daniel may have only been 15 years old, somewhere around there. We know he was at least somewhere around a teenager, but something in that little teenage heart of his, in a young man's heart, made up his mind that he was going to be different in Babylon. Look at Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. You know this story where it says, but Daniel purposed. Everybody say purposed. Purposed. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. You can bring me to Babylon You can can change my name. You can put clothes on me that I don't necessarily like. May have even uh, caused him to be a eunuch. You can do all this stuff, but I am not taking in Babylon's food, the king's meat that's offered to idol. I'm not going to drink of his wine. What is he saying? He purposed in his heart. He decided that he would not defile himself. You know the story, God rewards Daniel because of his integrity. God rewarded him. Daniel became one of the most powerful men in all of Babylon. More importantly, Daniel never stopped trusting God. He never stopped believing in God. He was put in this environment that was horrible. You talk about feeling, you know... My wife and I were talking the other day as we had traveled down by Louisville and uh, there was uh, while we were living in Louisville, there was an opportunity that we could have been on one of the main places during the Thunder over Louisville celebration, one of the most prime places because of a company that she worked in that they went there, but but we didn't go. Why didn't we go? Because she saw the alcohol list that was being brought in and, and the, how the, the alcohol was going to be free-flowing. And this is what we said. We would not have fit in there we would not have fit in. That would have not, we would have loved to have seen the fireworks at a prime place. It, it would have been awesome to be able to be in that that location. But I want to tell you, there are some places you just don't feel like you fit in. But in this world that we're living in, we don't. We had a choice not to go. But sometimes you don't have a choice with that coworker you got to deal with or that situation you got to deal with or that job or that, that relative or, or whatever it may be. You, you and I, we, we, we can pray and we can vote, but we can't change Washington. Only God can. So, so what do we do? We've got to decide. I may be in this world, but I'm not going to lose my integrity. I'm not going to lose my trust in God. I'm going to keep believing. Though the pressure says change, though the pressure of the world says stop believing. I... Somebody needs a purpose in their heart today. Daniel remained true and loyal throughout his life. I'm sure he was not a perfect person. No one is. But we don't find stories about Daniel running off, carousing. He was, he was a man of integrity. He was, you know, the, the whole issue of him being cast into the lion's den, not because he'd done something wrong, but because he did something right. But he kept his integrity. King Darius, later on in Daniel's tenure there, King Darius set up 120 princes, overseers over the provinces, over the 120 provinces of the kingdom of Babylon. And over them he put three presidents who were responsible to oversee these overseers. The purpose of the three presidents was to guard against financial ripoffs and rebellion. These three men were apparently the three most trusted men by the king in all of the kingdom. And one of them was Daniel. And the other two hated him. The other two hated him. I want to talk to you about four signs of Daniel's integrity. Four signs of Daniel's integrity. Number one, he had an excellent spirit. Everybody say an excellent spirit. spirit. Notice how Daniel handles his tremendous responsibility. He was in the wealthiest environments. Whatever he wanted is at his fingertips. He could have had what he wanted as being one of the high-ranking officials of the land. But Daniel 6 and 3 says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes. So not only is he among the three, he is now among the one. Because an excellent spirit was in him, the king then sought to set him over the whole realm. Wow. From a 15-year-old that was led captive from his home To now becoming the second in command of all of Babylon. All because he didn't play the game. He wasn't playing politics. He was just simply a man of integrity and had a better. I want to tell you, you can go places with God if you'll be a person of integrity. If you'll be a person of integrity. God will provide. Daniel had an extraordinary spirit. A surpassing attitude, if you please. He wasn't jealous of his fellow commissioners. Integrity that was in him keep, kept him an attitude of just simply being easy to work with. Amen. The two other presidents sought how they could discredit Daniel and destroy Daniel. If our integrity isn't question, as Daniel was, what kind of attitude would we show? One of the hardest things I will tell you that studying and learning about integrity is that integrity doesn't always retaliate. How many retaliators do we have in the building? I know y'all. Do you want me to point you out? <laughs> we want to retaliate. We wanna, we wanna, you know. How would you like to be Daniel and your life then put under microscope that everybody was looking? And there was private investigators hired to go follow you around, go dig in your Facebook post and go dig in your life and find out what your coworkers had to say about you? Hmm. Look at verse four. Daniel six and four shows us the second thing in Daniel's life. First of all, he had an excellent spirit, secondly. Daniel 6 and 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. The number thing, number two thing you talk about is integrity. He was faithful on his job. He was faithful on his job, faithful in his life. A person of integrity will be faithful when the boss is there and when the boss isn't there. A person of integrity will be faithful when folks are looking and when people are not looking. Amen. In Proverbs it says in 20 and 6, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. The just man walketh in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. Trustworthy people in this day and age are rare. I will tell you again, as I have said it before, the people that should be ascending in the ranks of the the marketplace and of the world should be truth-telling, honest, faithful, hard-working, apostolic people that know God, amen, that's not backbiting, telling stories and slandering and gossiping, amen, they ought to be the ones that rise to the top. They ought to be the ones, why? Because it's a rare commodity in this hour and that will be found out by bosses, overseers. He's faithful on his job, integrity. Number three, he had personal purity for the Bible says that they could neither find an error or fault in him. Wow. Anybody would like that kind of vetting in your life? Come check me out. Come find out about me. No, they put him under the microscope and they found no error. That means negligent. He wasn't negligent in his business. He wasn't negligent in his job. He was, there wasn't a failure of expectations to do the proper thing. Uh, uh, he wasn't careless in his duty. He was taken care. They couldn't find it. I, I, They looked over his books with a fine-tooth comb looking for an error. and they didn't even find that. Wow. All that without Microsoft. Negligent. They didn't find any negligence. Then they didn't find any fault in him. That means no untruth. What is that? No mixture. No corruption. No moral corruption. No wickedness. Isn't it amazing that liars think that everybody else lies? Isn't it amazing that, that that those that are corrupt and those that cheat think that everybody else, these other two cats thought that Daniel was doing what they were doing and so they went to try to discover it out but they could find no error and they could find no fault. Why? He was a man uh, that was all in. He was a man that could say all that is within me, all that is within me. It is said that a man ordered some chicken from a chicken place through the drive-through window, but got the manager's night deposit bag instead. So he returned the money. After leaving, he come back and returned the money, but he didn't want any publicity. The, the manager wanted to thank him for what he did and wanted to, get, you know, tell everybody about it. He said, "Please don't give me any publicity." The woman that's with me is not my wife. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's impeccable. Sadly, it's so true. Daniel had nothing to hide. You know what? A child of God that lives for the Lord can live in a way that you have a clear conscience and you have nothing to hide. There is nothing more freeing than that, brothers and sisters. You got nothing behind. Anything that somebody picks up, it's about, oh, that was under the blood. God has covered me. I'm a different person. That's my old person. Let me tell you about who I was. Let me tell you now about who I am. Amen. It ought to be that our hearts are are all in with the Lord. So if a microscope has looked at our lives, we could say, oh, God, thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I have been blessed. Blessed, Amen. blessed to be what? One. Yes. Yes. Blessed to be one. Yes. Blessed to be the same. I always tell you, brothers and sisters, when it all boils down to it, and your your stand, your life is 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 wrapped up in a casket. All you and I have is our character. That's all we have. That's all you have is your name. I don't care if it's, there's millions there. You, 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 you just go ahead and bequeath that millions to MPC. That's a good blessing. Amen. It, it doesn't matter how much money you have, what you have accomplished, and everything that we've done. What it boils down to is character. That's why character is so important. Amen. So important. The psalmist said in 101 and 2, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when without coming to me, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I'm gonna walk in my house with a perfect heart. Hallelujah. Oh, God, let me live before my family like you want me to live before you. Lord, let me live before my, my spouse, and let me live before my children, and let me live before my grandkids in a way that is pleasing to you. That's integrity. Proverbs 11 and 3 says, The integrity of, an, of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of a transgressor shall destroy them. That's what the writer of wisdom of Proverbs says. John Maxwell wrote, Image is what people think we are, integrity is what we really are. Image is what people think we are. And, and there's a lot of people today that's more, in, in, more concerned about their image than they are their integrity. Number four, evidence of his integrity is Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, which said, don't pray, he went into his house and his windows being open in the chamber, isn't it strange and wonderful and exciting that all they could find against Daniel was his prayer life? His windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled down, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks to God as he did aforetime. He didn't rush to the prayer room. When the, when the verdict came down, he didn't just run and say, Oh God, but as he did aforetime. Heaven help us to be consistent in that. Daniel's commitment to God is now mirroring the same commitment he made as a teenager. It stayed with him into his 80s. What a great testimony. Amen. One writer says, The questions are different, but each answer is the same. What will guard us against foolish extremes? What characteristics... Or those who are habitually successful in sports, in some kit, skill. What single quality in build, business builds respect deeper than any other? What brings security in relationship? What makes us choose a, a particular brand over another brand? What needs most by parents? What is needed by most by, by parents in the home? What draws you to the same restaurant again and again? What do you want most from your paperboy, your doctor, your postman? What will add more weight to your witness for Christ than anything else? In a word, integrity, integrity, hallelujah. Do you know why it's so frustrating to go to some fast food places? Because they are so inconsistent. Do you know why you could see a line wrapping five miles from Chick-fil-A and you just say, oh, no problem? Because you know they are consistent in what they do. What does that speak of? They have a program that features integrity across the board. Integrity, consistency, steadiness, soundness, Completeness. You can count on it. You can count on it. I want to say we need people of God that you can count on. We need people of God that are faithful, that show up. Hallelujah. When it is needed, that are faithful. Amen. Consistently. Our great example is Jesus, whom it is said of, He is the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? He's one. He's consistent. Integrity. When you need him, he's there. He's there even when you don't even feel like he's there. He's there. He's never in allows him mood. He's there. He doesn't have business hours. He's an all-time, all time. All time God. While Jesus is perfect in his integrity, he says, Be like me. Be like me. What did he say? I am one with the Father. Oneness, integrity. God is calling his people today to this kind of upward mobility of living, which says, I want to be consistent. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be popular. You don't even have to be rich. Be consistent. Be faithful. Don't, in this world where you got people that are changing left and right from doctrine to look to, to their, their beliefs, and, and, and be consistent. Be faithful. Hold on to truth that you know to be real. Hold on to what God. Just be the same. Hallelujah. One of the things that I would love for it to be said of me is that he was the same. Not that I'm not trying to grow in God, no. But in in my character, I want to be consistent. I want to be consistent. Again, for Daniels signs of integrity. He had an excellent attitude. He was faithful. He had personal purity. And he had a consistent walk with God. When it came time to pray, he prayed no matter what. Stand with me, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2, Paul says, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, the duplicity, the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness. You know what my dad used to tell me, Brother Keith? My dad used to tell me, he said, if you tell the truth, son, you never have to remember what you said. You don't have to remember what you said. I watch people that craft lies and i think dear lord if you put as much time in crafting your job as you do that lie you could make some money craftiness nor handling the word of god deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth condemning ourselves to every or commending ourselves rather to every man's conscience in the sight of god I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. The kingdom concept is wholeness, oneness, integrity. It's revealed with the pureness of heart that we can say as our opening scripture declared, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Hallelujah. Can we say that tonight? Can we just say all that is within me? I'm honest. I I, want to be completely transparent before you, Lord. All that is within me. I know I got areas that I need to improve on, Lord. I need your help, but let me be a person. Oh, God, I want to be a person of integrity. All that is within me. All that is within me. All that is within me. Bible teaches us about the concept of atonement. The word atonement is an Old Testament concept that brings over into a New Testament reality. It's interesting that the word atonement means making one or at one. Atonement points to the process of bringing those things that are mixed and strange into unity, into one. When I have been atoned by God, that means I have become one in him. I have become one in him. No mixture. No, 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 no duplicity. But rather just one before him. One. I want to be one with you, Father. I want to be one within myself, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Step out of the aisle right now. Let's come up to the front for a season of prayer. I pray that we would begin to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, let me let me be a person of integrity today. If there's any mixture in me, if there's a world that is it is separate, Lord, that that if, if my worlds are not all one, oh God, help me. Lord, there is not a church life and a family life and a and a and a public life and a business life Lord it's just life it's just life oh God hallelujah let me be real in the house of the Lord as I am Lord uh, in the house at home let me be real Lord Jesus uh, before you today hallelujah integrity one one I don't have to cheat my way through life to make it to get ahead I don't have to uh, I don't have to get people and 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 and, and Abuse them or rob them and cheat them so I could get ahead. Lord, you're going to make a way for me. Lord, you're going to provide. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you today. Lord, I praise you today. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you encourage you, and strengthen you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.